0: And welcome back to Sports Talk Therapy. We have a lot of news today. We have NFL news. We have March Madness. Maybe some baseball thrown in there. But as always, we're not going to start there. Colin, what has been a better use of your money? Your current golf membership or the Insomnia Cookies membership?
1: Uh, You know, Finn, I think if you're just looking at value... Mm-hmm. I think the Insomnia Cookies membership. Okay. Because it was it would the entry fee was not a lot. I actually was a zero entry fees to the start. I had it for free for a month. Yes. Now, in terms of raw benefit, I get from it, definitely the golf membership, and the golf membership also probably isn't slowly like rotting away in my small intestine.
2: But, but I mean, it's the golf membership is an investment. Mm, Okay. Not. He's That's not buying any. Yeah, He's investing in his PGA future tour
1: earnings. So yeah. honestly, been there, there's no way to tell until we figure out my future PGA tour slash Champions Tour career and my career earnings, mm-hmm. so we can we can truly calculate it. But then again, how can you compare that to the joy of the best cookies within the immediate vicinity of Villanova University?
0: Them's fighting words. <laughs> And We're off to a flying, flying. Yeah. So a little bit more on um the investment part of this. Here is this an investment just being like, oh, you know, I'm investing in myself here. This is something that I enjoy. Is this an investment for business opportunities? You know, big money deals going down on the golf course, or is this an investment <laughs> in I am becoming a Masters champion? Where becoming do we lie? A master's champion. Okay, there we go. But-
2: fin there are also big money deals going down at 6 a.m on a monday when you walk past the stock exchange with your golf bag that's right go that's right, right well do
1: taking the subway at 5 30 with your golf bag is like one of the most ridiculous there's like you're, you're on a subway with basically exclusively people who are commuting from the outer boroughs to some like job that actually requires some degree of physical labor and you they're like asleep on the subway and you like like damn like Working construction at fucking 6 a.m. Subwaying in from Queens probably suck. And then you're just carrying your golf bag and just, like, standing in the middle of the subway, like, whacking people with it. You just look like it's kind of a tool. But it's fine.
2: Is either disgusting. that
1: or – I don't know what's better. The going there or the coming back and then walking through your, your street of, like, exclusively, uh, like, anti-establishment, authoritarian – uh, free spirit types who also don't appreciate the game of golf necessarily i don't want to generalize but there's not a lot of love for the game of golf necessarily and in, in, on my street of like artsy k-town type vibes so you know it's you kind of get stares both ways so you really have to persevere it's it's it's, a, it's just my love of the game man.
0: yeah attitude 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 I'm assuming we're starting with college basketball here today because we have the bracket in here. I didn't print it out. We have the bracket in front of us. I have the first four on me in the background, on my apartment in the background here. Um, How do we want to do this, guys? Are we going to go region by region? Are we just going to focus in on Nova? Are we going to give some upset picks? How, How do we want to break this down for the people?
2: Um. I say, how we start with Nova, do a little bit of the Big East, then just run through the bracket quick. We can fly through and then give our final picks. But before we get there, I'd like to make people aware that Colin Finn had six McChickens and stayed awake for an entire basketball game.
0: That's incredible.
1: It was a grind. And not only did I have six McChickens, I paid like 24 bucks for
0: them.
1: Wait, that defeats. I
0: thought the whole reason you love the McChicken was because it's $1. Yes. What happened here?
1: But when you're on the way to MSG and you need sustenance and you pass a McDonald's, you do it. I thought I was only going to spend ten bucks on McChickens, and then I ate three of them, and I was like, "Hmm, I want more McChickens." So I was also inebriated, and I just taken a bus, which made meal which just is a, a <laughs> recipe for McChickens. So it ended up being, I, I did not feel good at the game, which is a good thing. It actually made me not drink at the game. So when loose i guess
2: but finn my my favorite comment from all this had to be when i had people in my apartment for the game i believe we peaked at 17 people and colin did not colin did not make it because he had a prior prior commitments with jackie Mm. uh so colin after eating the chickens goes to jackie he's like why because michael hirsch was with colin and then he came over my apartment so colin goes why couldn't i go with hirsch and then jackie goes he made plans with me and he's like like, laughed and started eating McChicken. <laughs> Which he smuggled in MSG. Great move. You are great oh, yeah. at smuggling I food.
1: I put the McChickens in my pants. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that been, How many? Your, like your quote for them. next year. I put the McChickens in my pants.
1: I also, that one was great. I also smuggled a Tim Hortons muffin into a lion's game in my pants.
2: I mean, if we're on the topic, I smuggled a roast beef hero into the PGA Championship. What? That's
1: pretty awesome. One time, my my friend,
2: my friend tried to, but he had facial hair at the times he got patted down and lost his sandwich.
1: No way! What? That's crazy. I never, I've never been patted down. One time, I snuck a whole little Caesar's pizza into a movie theater in my shirt (laughs) in the box. (laughs) I think.
0: We're doing like an impromptu top five. Uh, actually, no, <laughs> I don't even know if this is a top five. I think <laughs> Colin I has back. like five thousand times he smuggled food into somewhere. Like you could just keep going on and on forever. Like the the example that always sticks out in my head is when you bought a Dunkin' Donut in Philadelphia, took a bus with me with Dante the uh, the traveling box to Newark then got on that train to Newark airport flew to Iceland and then in the customs line in Iceland to continue to eat said donut.
1: That That was
0: a classic. I actually (laughs) forgot about that one. That was accidental smuggling though. I don't don't think you remembered that you had that if I remember
1: correctly. I think I did either. That's almost like the local 92 situation where I, in the Mediterranean restaurant, oh yeah, Dunkin' Donuts muffin after dinner at the table.
2: You're but just... nothing, nothing like when Colin had a Domino's pizza in Quindoba, fully oh, aware, oh yeah, it, and just telling the employees like, "Yeah, having Domino's It's better."
1: <laughs> I was still drinking there, so you know what they deserved. Uh, they deserved to be shown who what the superior food source is. Although I do love Quindoba; I Quindoba is good.
0: Can't beat eight bucks,
2: man. Can't beat eight bucks. I that's, that's then, like six and a half big chickens to stuff in your pants.
0: Yeah, so I I'm not over that one yet. So when you say stuff them in your pants, were you wearing? Did you have deep pockets? How far down the pants did we go? Were they in any kind of wrapping? What What are we working with here?
1: So they were all in the outside like in the McDonald's bag, like the brown bag. Yeah. But they used to basically walk,
2: you had to walk a pretty long way, Colin. It's not like you're snug smuggling like fifteen oh, feet. Yeah.
1: Like I know I smuggled them at least like a hundred yards. Um just basically in between my legs, kind of. Like in between my legs. Yeah, basically in between my legs. That's the best description I can give, really. I'm.
0: I am thoroughly impressed.
1: Thank you. It was. It was. I had to do it for the for the people, but the people is just me.
0: We we are all the people in that regard. There. Uh, All right.
2: Also, Finn. One other fact before we get into actual basketball. Uh, Somehow, for Saturday, don't know how. uh, The tickets I bought were a box. What? Um, Yeah. Yeah, and have like good. a curtain cool. and like a food area, but there's no food. But Alec reached into the other box and took some food. Love it. But uh, the funny part I wanted to bring up is Finn, Finn's well aware and likes that I, I know a lot of people and get made fun of for knowing a lot of people at times, especially Villanova basketball games. Uh, this one I cannot make up, Finn. So I we bought 10 tickets. There were five other tickets in our section or so about. Mm-hmm. Uh, the three people next to us, the people sitting next to Jackie – where my friend Billy and his parents who I played travel basketball with growing up. Not planned, just happened to coincidentally be there. And the funny thing about it was Billy's about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and then it was Jackie, and it was Colin. So Jackie goes, I feel really, really small. why do you make me sit here? And I'm like, because it's very funny. <laughs> That's great. Man, there's everybody. All right. That's ten minutes of shenanigans. That could be a record. On to actual content.
0: Villanova basketball. Uh, you, you guys want to give a quick uh, Big East tournament recap? Because you guys were you guys were there for all three, right?
2: No, we don't. Don't bring up Thursday. It was uh, it was ugly in all regards. Okay. Her, Colin made a reservation that was actually a reservation. They told me he didn't have one. Oh, we so. almost lost St. John's. We, we just won. We'll advance to Friday. Gotcha.
0: That was uh, UConn, correct?
2: It was. It was UConn. After on Thursday, we I got my first taste of bartender Colin, not in a trunk, but oh. with his with his supplies. Nice. Um, but yeah, Friday night Villanova UConn, big game rematch after the blown call up in. I always screwed up. Is it Bridgeport or is it Hartford? Hartford.
0: They were in Hartford. Yeah.
2: Hartford, okay. After the blown call up in Hartford when Danny Hurley got ejected, uh, the Cats came to play. looked really, really good. Really took it to them. we were able to pull away at the end in a close but yet convincing victory. Um, Atmosphere is electric, a lot of fun. Uh, Ran into dozens and dozens of people, a lot of friends, good times. Uh, Rinse and repeat on Saturday with an ugly and gritty win. I think those are important sometimes. Uh, It's good to be able to win a game when you're not at your best. And at the end of that game, man, Colin Gillespie was good. Holy cow. Back-to-back three-pointers to to put them ahead and really stay there. Uh, Just some gutsy play throughout. And a little fun fact to note, uh, Colin had, I think, 10 assists on Friday night. Um, I don't recall the last time I've seen 10 assists in a college game, but it does not happen very often. So in a a downscoring game, the man is able to do it all. Uh, I think the team will benefit from a lot of rest this week and going strong in the tournament.
0: Yeah, good analysis there. Live on the spot at MSG. Great to get back in the win column there in the Big East tournament. Been a couple of years. Great to see that here. And with their championship <clears> win <throat> paying off here, getting a number two seed, which is if you asked us about a month ago, if that seemed possible, that would have seemed like a pipe dream, but they were able to get the number two seed in the South region. And guys, we're back. It's not the, it's no longer the Southern region of Indianapolis. This is actually the South region. I know we wanted them to play in Philly, but it is what it is. Game one in Pittsburgh, Friday um, at two 40. Oh, go ahead,
2: Stephen. that's what I was going to say. You said South is Pittsburgh South. I
0: I, okay, I think with these, they just eventually end up South. I don't know where. But I think the first round really doesn't it's, apply with the region name.
2: The sweet sixteenth in San Antonio. We know what happens in San Antonio. That's right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh yeah, we go we go Pittsburgh, San Antonio, Indianapolis. Um yeah, two seed East Re- two seed, not in the East Region. East Region would have been nice. However, I did check tickets, they're going for like, I don't know, four seventy five a pop, which would mm-hmm. have been a little tough for a sweet sixteen game. So we'll save up for the national championship in New Orleans. But anyway, two seed match against Delaware. And as Finn flagged earlier in the week, this is Delaware with ex-Villanova national champion Dylan Painter, Jameer Nelson Jr., and Daniel chefu's little brother.
0: Yeah. Um, to be honest, besides those three things there, knowing those names, I don't know much about Delaware. I don't know what to expect. I don't know if you guys have done any research on the Blue Hens here. It I makes me feel they, good. They've
1: gotten a lot of money apparently on them from Sharp. Apparently, Sharps are on Delaware to cover, but I don't think anyone's taking it to win. Um, I mean, the spread is
0: 15 and a half. So. Yeah, no. I yeah. don't. I,
1: don't I, I would. I hope, Hopefully. I mean, I think it actually, actually could give us more of a game maybe than we expect, but I, I think we'll get through Delaware without a problem.
2: I'm just comforted that they lost to. Davidson by 22. I don't know anything about Davidson, but that makes me feel comfortable. Davidson might be Michigan State. Yeah, there's so. are an attorney team. I, I think I have that.
1: Dude, yeah, that's not, a, that's not a bad call. Michigan State kind of sucks. i so um Yeah, I mean, dude, like, I like I like our I like a draw up to a point, but I don't – Tennessee is good, man. I think that's what really, I, that's see, I
2: Everyone's worried about Tennessee. I mean, I'm conflicted. They're my second new favorite team. Uh, Finley and I visited campus. I became a huge fan. I've attended three games this year. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, I mean, we did clap them. Anyway, we beat them by 17. long time I ago. There, I was there to witness that. However, um, I don't know. Santiago Vescovi, Kennedy Chandler, Ziggy Ziegler uh, – they all can ball. But to be honest, I'm less concerned about them as I am that second matchup with either Loyola or Chicago always spreads you out. They play really, really good, off efficient offense, had a lot of threes. And I don't know who would guard EJ Liddell because Eric Dixon, is his backside is not big enough. Which, by the way, the name of my bracket, I, I'm only doing one bracket. like I usually do just so I can't switch 100 times. So it's in the Golden Pools and Pool of My Friends and Pool of My Family. It's called Dixon's Big Backside.
1: Love it. I love it.
2: That's perfect. Uh, but yeah, I'm concerned about that second matchup. And uh, but yeah, I, it's like it would be like seeing two two sons. It's like my my son and then like my newly adopted son. But my my original son always wins.
0: Yeah, it checks out. I mean, Tennessee's been on fire. They went ran through the SEC to win the SEC championship. Uh, Sean picked out some of the, the big names on that team there. But say that all of this goes well here for Nova. They get past Ohio State, Loyola, Chicago. They get past Sweet 16. And setting up a date with Arizona in the Elite Eight. I, I feel like I've underrated Arizona all year because they're a West Coast team. They haven't been relevant for a few years. And I really didn't know any of the players in the team except for Benedict Matherin going into the season. Do you guys have any gauge on how that game could possibly go for Nova if they were to get there?
2: Short answer is no. Uh, like you said, Finn, any team that is on the West Coast that we have not seen before, I just assume is bad. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know what, what their name. Uh, their man, what's his name? Uh, ben, ben McMaster? Ker, not Ken Kerr, Kreisa or whatever. Oh yeah, Parker. yeah, yeah. If he still has ankle injury, I feel really good. If not, honestly, I like our chances. When this team is playing well, they are very hard to beat. The problem is we still have those scoring droughts where we don't score for five minutes, so if we can just eliminate those. We'll be okay.
1: Yeah, in, in Arizona is supposed to be the real deal. I, I haven't seen them play this year, so I can't really say for certain, but I have heard that outside of Gonzaga, they're the, they're <laughs> the pick this year to win it all. So but. I have heard it's going to be tough for us, but I feel better against them than I did Baylor last year when we gave Baylor a game. So.
2: I was going to say I feel much better compared to any year since 2018. But to be honest, for Arizona, getting matched up against Houston in a potential Sweet 16 matchup or Illinois, that's not easy either. Um, Tennessee is a good team, but Houston fresh on the Final Four run, number two in BPI, really, really solid squad led by Kyler Edwards, and then Illinois and Kobe Cockburn. They'll be beat up from that game too if they are make it that far. So I don't know. I sort of like uh, I like how we're going here. Um, but yeah, I like the cats. Uh, do we want to move on to some individual games? Run through them, other regions. What are we thinking?
0: Yeah, we can go with a uh, maybe go through each region here. <laughs> pick who we have coming out of it, and then maybe pick a, a sleeper team in there as well, or an upset pick that you like in that region. Does That sound good. Sounds good to me. Starting in the upper left, the West here, number one seed in this region is Gonzaga. Um, I'm personally not going to stray from the Zags here. They have Drew Timmy. They have Chet Holmgren. They have a number of other players who are fantastic. I know the knock on them recently is that they haven't been able to win the big one in the national championship, but they've been in the final four a bunch recently. I have no reason to doubt them Making it out of the West here. And if I'm going to pick one team to make an upset here, honestly, I don't know much about them, but I just know that they're a consistent mid major program that always is a threat to make some noise in the tournament. I'm talking about the Catamounts of Vermont over Arkansas. That's my upset pick for this read.
2: I've got the Catamounts too, Finn, and for no other reason than I like Jake from Pardon My Take.
0: There you go. Nice. <laughs>
2: Uh, And the Catamount, what a mascot. But I'm going to have to clean up this region. I've got quite a bit of chaos going on. Um, I have the Catamounts. I have Rutgers beating Texas Tech. I have Rutgers beating Duke. And I have UConn beating Gonzaga. So that seems like a lot. Um,
0: What about Notre Dame? Are you going to keep that pick if Notre Dame wins this game tonight? They're down four right now.
2: I th- no, I don't think Notre Dame's very good, but I think Rutgers could be good. Ron Harper Jr. is a beast. But uh but yeah, I'm realizing that Yeah, I've got a lot of I've got a lot of upsets going on there. But hey, maybe we'll stick with it. Who knows? Um I was debating I wanted one of my five seeds to succeed. I was debating UConn over Gonzaga or Houston over Arizona. We went on the Gonzaga. If you couldn't tell, my my bracket is a pretty Large Big East bias. I wonder why that could be. Yeah,
1: I I was gonna have my bias. My my I was like leaning. Like I kept wanting to pick Big East teams, and then I just remembered the the absolute hatred I had for UConn last year when they screwed me in the first round, and then oh, I yeah. I went and had Big East for every basically every game except Villanova. So like I have every yeah, Big so- East team losing immediately.
2: So my my UConn Rutgers elite eight probably not going to stick. However, we'll we'll stick with our guys in the first round.
1: Yeah, dude, I'm still mad at James Putnam for last year. Ridiculously bad first, like one of the worst first games I've ever seen a team play in the LCA tournament. Considering what they were supposed to do, like that game was, so, I hated it. Watching that game was just so sad. I remember we went to get food and we're like still watching the game. It's like, am well, i watching this. It's
2: terrible. Uh, I guess on to the east.
1: Yeah, uh, so and... I, I mean, I have Gonzaga coming out of the region. I don't really have any fun in this region. I like Texas Tech. I have Vermont over Arkansas. That's about it.
2: There we go. All right, now to in the east region.
0: Yep. Number one seed in here is Baylor. Some injury issues for them. Jonathan Chambachachua, everybody's favorite name there, center, has been banged up. I think there's a couple other guys that aren't fully healthy on that team. So I'm going to go with the number two seed in this region, Kentucky. They have the likely national player of the year in Oscar Shibwe, who's been fantastic all season long. They have a guy named Ty Tai Washington Jr. He's been a pretty great freshman guard for them. And then his name is escaping me right now, but he transferred in from Davidson this year. And he's been a high-quality player for them as well. Them as going to the final four. And as for my upset pick from this region, how about Indiana carrying the momentum from the first four and <laughs> knocking off St. Mary's? St. Mary's is just just such a strange team to me every year. They all the roster is always entirely foreign guys, and they're all like seven feet tall, and I have no idea what to think of them. So they could go on a tear, or they could lose in the first round. So I thought that was a good spot to pick a uh, the classic five twelve upset.
2: Yeah. Um, I like that. I forgot that Mike Woodson, the ex-Knicks coach, was yeah. the coach of Indiana. Pretty interesting. Um, in this region, uh, I went pretty rock chalk in the first round that's out of Marquette. However, I've got Murray State knocking off Kentucky. Ooh. And then Purdue knocking off Baylor. Zach Eady and Davion Williams are too big with Tom away to whatever his name is out. I don't think can handle, think they can handle the big guys. Um, but yeah, Finn St. Mary's I'm with you. I'm confused. We saw UCLA play against us at the beginning of the year. They looked really good, but ever since they've sort of like mediocre. Uh, they had that great learn last year. I don't know whether to trust them or not.
0: They're banged up.
2: They are also banged up, but Tiger Campbell's haircut, can really carry anyone. Um, but yeah, uh, another one where I like Purdue coming out of the region. However, I'm not really sure. The uh, the in-between it's a little rocky at this point.
1: Yeah, this is, this is a weird region for me. Like, I think Kentucky and Baylor are both really good. So I think one of them is going to come out. I mean, I, I have a hard time picking someone else. I think UCLA is good. I think Texas is good. I have San Francisco beating Murray State in the first round. It's kind of my biggest upset. I think, like, I, I kind of w- w- waffled back and forth a little bit on on um, Texas over Purdue and uh, UCLA over Baylor, but I didn't end up picking either of them. I have Baylor-Kentucky pretty chalky. But, yeah, this is... Uh, this, I, to me, this region was, again, like a pretty top-heavy region. I didn't really think of anything particularly noteworthy here.
2: <clears throat> All right, we already talked about Villanova's region in the south, so out to the Midwest we go.
1: Midwest is awful, bro. What a terrible region. It's, it's completely... I that's an, really in- that's really an interesting... Wh- why? Wisconsin is fucking ass... Kansas is like okay. Auburn is the worst two seed for sure. Providence is a terrible four. I think Wisconsin, and Providence are like really really overseeded. Kansas is like my least favorite one, and then I think Auburn is my least favorite too. It's like significantly.
0: Well, that would explain your your level of hatred there for yeah. the Midwest. Do you have any? Uh, who's gonna win this this terrible region?
1: Dude, I literally right now have San Diego State winning this region. What? <laughs> what? Whoa! <laughs> Why? Yeah. <laughs> they play. They play good defense. They play good ball. I also, I have, I was between actually San Diego State and Iowa winning this region. Oh, LSU too. I actually, I have LSU. They don't have a coach. I'm into. Huh? They don't have a coach. That's fine. I don't. They don't, <laughs> do <coach. laughs> they don't they, they don't need a coach. Why would they need a coach, Vince? That's they do I, part of your team.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know much about San Diego State here, but Iowa is definitely a, a popular pick here. I have them making a run, I think, to the... Oh, I only had them going to the Sweet 16. I guess I had Kansas going past them, but... Uh, are they twins, or are they just brothers, Keegan and Chris Murray? I know Keegan's the star, but... I think they're twins,
1: but I don't know.
0: They are good, no matter what they are. And, uh, yeah, they just went are on they... to win the Big Ten tournament.
1: Yes, they are identical twins.
0: They are identical twins. Okay, so
1: yes. maybe that plays a role here. Yeah, you get some... some, uh, some... Nice. Team cohesion. Also, I mean, the the boys, the boys, Colgate.
2: I'm going pace. back
1: for more. Going back for more, fellas. Oh, that's right. They were. I forgot about
2: that. I forgot were you were like big my on big Colgate.
1: Favorite upset, and they should have won that game. I forgot they blew it.
2: Were we watching that game at John Henry's?
1: I think we were watching that game on the way back from rock climbing, right? I remember watching on the way to rock climbing.
2: So yes, we were watching in yes. some bizarre location.
0: right
1: on the way to rock climbing. Yep. Yep.
0: Yes, yep. exactly. Because we wanted this, we were pushing the time limit for when we had to leave because we were watching Colgate, yep. and we watched uh, Oral Roberts, Arkansas, where they almost made it to the Elite Eight at John Henry's.
2: There we yes. go. I completely That's forgot. Right. I convinced you guys to go rock climbing. That was great.
0: That was great. Yeah. was <laughs> yeah, hilarious.
2: A Friday night with basketball, pizza, John Henry's rock climbing. Go team. Not in that order. That would be terrifying. <laughs> um, would be. Colin just made fun of it, but uh my elite eight in this region is Providence and Wisconsin. Um Ooh. yeah. Uh right Iowa State and Miami winning in the first round, but other than that, just pretty much straight up until the three and the three beats the two and the one the four beats the one. Uh I just don't I don't think Kansas is that good. They like Kansas sort of strikes me as a Gonzaga type where they just play like two good teams at the beginning of the year. They go in the Big Twelve. They win the Big Twelve. Happens every time. Um I don't know, this province team just got clapped by <laughs> Creighton when and Colin and I were there. But uh yeah, they got
1: they got absolutely just Embarrassed in front of like the whole stadium. It was front of a sellout
2: of nineteen thousand eight hundred twelve. They were down by thirty, like at the beginning of the second half. Yeah,
1: that was <laughs> an absolute destruction.
2: Um, which just sort of making me doubt them now, and I've, I don't know. But
1: well, I guess the good news is that Auburn isn't that good either. So <laughs> <And> you're fine. You know they'll win. Yeah. Like at least they don't have yeah, so.
2: to play a good two-seat. I was thinking about Miami upsetting Auburn, but. I, th- I think we're.
0: Uh, I-, I know they've been on a bit of a, a skid lately, but times come when it comes to March, veteran leadership, always a great thing in the tournament. Free throw shooting, two things Villanova has right there, but star power. Jabari Smith's gonna be the number one pick in the NBA draft. Most likely, maybe Chad Holgrim or Paolo gives him a run for his money at some point, but I think he and there's enough around him to get through USC and have a chance against whoever yeah. they meet in the Sweet Sixteen there.
2: I think Finn, he's like a Zion type character, you get him the Sweet Sixteen and then he just like poops out.
0: It's possible. And then, uh, just quickly, my uh, out of this region, I have Kansas. A heavy, heavy amount of that pick is blazed on the uh, vicious Ochai baji dunk from last week, and that's all I have to say. It was really cool.
1: I want you guys to quickly guess what where Ken Palm has Wisconsin the three seed in the province, the four seed in his rankings for this year.
0: Wisconsin.
2: I know. I know. Providence is in BPI is like forty something. Yeah, they're in the forties.
1: Yeah, here's province forty nine. <laughs> uh, below Marquette, <laughs> below Marquette, Seton Hall. No. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Below UAB, um, Iowa State, Indiana. Oh my god. Give me yeah. give me eighteen for Wisconsin has yes, Wisconsin, thirty-three. Oh man, below Michigan, Ohio State, Boise State, Memphis. Wait, below Michigan? Below, yeah, below Michigan. How did Michigan make the tournament? They just got in. They played in, I guess.
2: Hmm. I don't know. Michigan I, I
1: actually, I, some people like Michigan this year. I don't. I think they're they're pri- they're actually favorite against whoever their seven seed is. Yeah.
2: I I actually have Michigan beating Colorado State solely on the fact that I worked with a girl who went to Colorado State and I asked her about the team and she did not know a single player. So
0: there's somebody named David Roddy who's apparently good. That's
1: all I know about them. Yeah. People expect Colorado State to lose that game. I don't know. I don't like Michigan. Like I play, I'm I'm in a bracket with like 120 people. Most of them are from Michigan. And I saw a bunch of them are going to have Michigan making a run. So I basically have to pick Michigan losing, but.
2: You know. Say, so, Colin, when they they beat San Diego State, and you pick San Diego State to make the Final Four, so true. So, okay, so I guess bringing that bringing that home, my Final Four, I've got UConn, Purdue, Wisconsin, Villanova, at the moment.
0: I'm rolling with Gonzaga, Kentucky, Villanova, Kansas.
1: And right now, I got Gonzaga, Baylor, Villanova, San Diego State.
2: <laughs> okay. A lot of variety in there. Not a lot of one which I like. Um, I've got a Villanova Purdue matchup. We make our free throws this time. We win 65 62.
0: Gonzaga, Kansas, 74 72. Gonzaga. I
1: got a Villanova Gonzaga. Villanova,
0: 72-68. Nice, nice, nice. There we go. Don't worry, guys. I do have my other bracket that has Villanova winning. Just I have to have, yes. I have, to have a
1: couple. You have to have, have to... a real one. Yeah.
0: Yes. What I'm do you mean, this I is real
1: one? <laughs> yeah, I, I only, well, I'm going to keep – this is my direct bracket in the in pool where I can actually win a lot of money. I have another pool so where I, I diversify a little bit for gambling interests, and I have Baylor winning that one, so – in my non-contrarian, more chalky bracket, where I'm probably going to pick a one-seed to win it all, I'm picking Baylor out of the one-seeds. So.
0: Yeah. There we go. Very, very excited for this tournament here. This is going to be our first tournament while working, so we get to be a part of You know, There's always those stats that come out around this time of year about how much productivity is lost. During March Madness. Oh, dude,
1: we'll see. It's unbelievable.
2: <laughs> All I know, Finn, is my vice president is going to be in Colombia. My analyst is going to be in Paris. I need to figure out somewhere to get my managing director to go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Knocking them off there.
2: Knocking them off. Watch, well, he's definitely like a secret sports talk therapist. Shoot <laughs> out.
0: The loyal listeners are everywhere. All right. Any other basketball thoughts? We're gonna move into some NFL news here. I think that's all. Yeah. Well, we thought it was real. Did all the you know posts thanking everybody. Didn't thank the Patriots, and that became an uproar. Even though it was just you know, it's an Instagram post. It wasn't that deep. Spends about. Six weeks away from football, and he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm back. Tom Brady returns to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in 2022. Instant reactions.
1: I'm not surprised. <laughs> I can't believe he – Dude, imagine being the guy who caught the touchdown ball. or Who bought the final touchdown ball for like 500
0: And it happened 000, the day <laughs> – it was either the day of or the day before Brady announced he's coming back. And that guy spent
1: $500,000. That's crazy. Wow. Like, good thing. I mean, he's probably got a ton of money. But if he doesn't, I would definitely, I would definitely pay him for I were Tom. But that's, that's so tough. But yeah, dude, I can't wait. Of course Brady's back. The dude literally has, a like, he has to have some sort of compulsion where he literally just can't stop even though he wants to. Or even though his body or his wife is telling him to. He just needs to keep going. So I love it. Like, yeah, dude, like she was like, I have unfinished business. Like, dude, what unfinished business could you possibly have? <laughs> like, oh man. Like, I don't what could he possibly have left to accomplish at this point? Like I, it's it's I'm telling dude, go to Detroit and win. Like that's like your that's like the cool. like that's like beating the game on hard mode. If you do that, like you have to retire. Like they actually like will they they have to like that's like when they would literally just kick you off being too good. Like, you know, what? this isn't fair to the other kids. The other kids win now.
0: Yeah, it, it, it's a truly absurd situation. He is a truly absurd man. Buccaneers, after looking like they were, you know, going to lose all of their free agents and kind of bottom out in that NFC South, all of a sudden are right back in the Super Bowl race. They get a bunch of their guys back in free agency. And uh, yeah,
2: it's like he never left. That's unbelievable, man. <laughs> then they go out. They sign Russell Gage. They up Godwin today. They're back.
0: They are back. A uh, just a, just a slightly less important uh, quarterback news here. <laughs> Carson Wentz. Getting traded from the Colts to the Washington Commanders for a pair of third-round picks, this is just so unnecessary. Like, I don't know if you guys have any other thought. Like, it's just, just why would you do this if you're Washington? Like, what? How is giving up two day two picks and having to pay Carson Wentz like high twenty million dollar range better than signing Jameis Winston? <sighs> Or, or
1: signing Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mitch Trubisky went for two years, $14 million. Yeah. And no draft picks. Yeah, man.
0: I. Sean, how happy are you to be playing against Carson Wentz twice a year?
2: Um, it just fits in with the, uh, the dinosaurs' usual quarterbacks. I mean, I'm used to it at this point. Um, that said we got tyron Taylor which i'm also not excited about oh I forgot about that yeah uh it's like the mediocre the most mediocre division in any sport of all time but <clears throat> yeah um i'll sign up for that can we get uh i don't know like i don't know Colt McCoy or like
0: oh cardinal's already name? locked him up man can't have him matt,
2: matt painter or like some other ridiculously random guy who is matt painter I'm definitely mixing sports here.
0: That's a that's a basketball coach, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Matt Painter. <laughs> Who are you thinking of? Matt Painter is the Purdue basketball coach. I'm clearly looking at my bracket right now, yes. which, which I was doing. Um I don't know. I was thinking of Curtis Painter. Maybe is that, it? that is a, that is a former player. He was the guy that okay, uh, there we go took it's like over really after bad. Calls Yeah. yeah. Or a uh, Dan Orlovsky. Um, yeah, Dan, I'm.
1: Danio. Danio. I'm good with
2: the football. The football team still not having a good quarterback. They had RG three for like a season and a half, and ever since, nothing.
0: <clears throat> yep, that's um, like the Washington Dinosaurs.
2: Yeah, we still want to acknowledge their names. Commanders is, I don't know, derogatory towards people who. I don't know. Command. They don't like commands. They just like questions and, I don't know. The, other. The desired, Washington desired...
0: Questions is actually a fantastic name for them.
1: <laughs> a question mark on their jersey? Yeah. They're
0: because very
2: like... questionable. The Jokers.
0: <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right, we're through uh, wave one, I guess, of Ooh, NFL nice. free agency here. Today um, was
2: busy. I did not know Vaughn Miller was in Buffalo.
0: Yeah, Von Miller's in Buffalo now. Big <laughs> money deal. Um, yeah,
2: so, okay, did that come out? Like that has, that
1: has to be like a fake like long-term deal, right? It's not actually six years, or is it actually six years? Do we know yet? I've just, I,
0: like, NFL it contracts, six years. like, they're very, you're getting like the maximum value, I feel like, whenever they put it out there. So Von Miller could stay in Buffalo for six years, but there's probably an out in the contract at some point.
1: Where? Yeah, like, so DJ, DJ Shark's deal is technically like th- two or three years, but it's like the second year's like automatically voided. Like, so they have to like create a new deal. I don't know, dude. The NFL contracts are weird. It, 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 there's no, if, like, there's no, there can't be a, a chance of that is like the contract that we just saw is actually like straight off of <laughs> the contract because that would be the stupidest thing I've ever seen. And maybe since the Lions, or since the Tigers signed Prince Fielder, like, 12 year deal
0: yeah he's uh now the first player first defensive player in nfl history to sign two contracts worth at least 100 million dollars so that's pretty cool
1: that's unbelievable
0: yeah but that definitely he adds yet another weapon to that buffalo team that is becoming more and more of a juggernaut in the afc here which is also the afc west i mean chandler jones went to vegas the chargers grabbed jc jackson we didn't need the chargers traded for khalil mack and i almost completely forgot about that uh it's an arms race in the afc west to see who can come out on top of that division there um any leading contenders for you guys there still or
2: All the teams are kind of stacked. <laughs> um, I don't know. I feel like the Cardinals unlocked a lot And I could AFC, AFC West, AFC West. Uh, oops. <laughs> uh, not the yeah,
1: Raiders. I don't. Yeah, I, I. don't know about because it makes me think. Like, obviously, I mean, I think that the the for me it's it's um, Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. Okay. I could see the Chargers being really good. I could see the Chiefs not being as good. I could see the Broncos being really good or not as good. So I think any of those three teams could could really win this division, honestly.
2: I think the Chiefs are still, I don't know, um, until proven otherwise. They have like you know, that Warriors-type Warriors star power. We saw it this year. They weren't even their best, and all of a sudden they just turn it on and just start crushing people.
1: Dude, I think the Broncos are gonna light it up, man. I think the Broncos are gonna really light it up. Like, I think it's gonna be one a, one a in that division. I, like Ross last year, like was with a played with a broken finger the whole year. Like before, like he's an elite, elite quarterback.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm very excited to see how that division plays out. A lot of weapons there on that Denver offense that maybe haven't been as utilized under guys like Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. Russ has the ability to unlock those guys, and it should be a very exciting season coming up here. One other thing from free agency wanted to touch on here before we move into some other topics. Uh, The Jacksonville Jaguars. So Sometimes people say it's like, Oh, that money's burning a hole in your pocket. You know, you, oh, you gotta spend it. You gotta pay, you know, a premium to get Jacksonville, uh, get players to go down to Jacksonville. But they're taking that to an entirely new level this year, with Christian Kirk getting a $70 million deal, Zay Jones got a lot of money, and then they signed uh Foyer Aluacan to $45 million, and then they grabbed another guy for like 30 that didn't play a ton. Um, is this the right move, just to get somewhat talented players around Trevor Lawrence before he completely, you know, gets off track with development here, or is this just a bunch of overpays and they're still setting themselves
1: back a few years? Dude, like, what are they doing? Like, Jaguars have had one of the worst free agencies I've ever seen from a team, in my opinion. I don't, I don't understand, like, what they're doing. Like, why are they paying Zay Jones so much money?
0: Yeah, at that point, I mean, like, it's always nice to have more receivers, but you had Marvin Jones and LaVisca Shenault. You go out and you get Christian Kirk, who they paid a lot of money to, but he at least is a starting wide receiver. The Zay Jones thing just did, didn't make much sense to me at all.
1: Dude, imagine losing DJ Shark and then paying Zay Jones much more guaranteed money. Oh, the same amount of actual money and over and three or two more extra years of uh, this contract. That is painful. Like that's just like I. No, and then they gave Evan Ingram a huge deal. Like I, dude, I. They are just a terrible franchise. Terrible franchise right now. I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. I, I honestly think it's going to be like a, like a worse version of like the Carson Palmer Cincinnati situation. Right? She, oh wow! She couldn't. Do much around him at all, and then he leaves eventually. But, yeah, the, the Jags are unquestionably the losers of free agency so far, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. Um, they've been really bad. Uh, I think we mentioned the West already, so Chandler Jones to the Vegas, J.C. Jackson to the Chargers. Uh yeah, we're just trying to go as long as possible without bringing up, uh, I don't know, the Browns.
0: Uh, the, the dysfunctional team commentary is happening.
2: Yeah, I, I, I see. We're trying to wedge baseball time. between dysfunctional team commentary and take a little attention need, on
0: it. I need a moment of happiness. <laughs>
1: um, yeah, so, I mean, what were the other big deals? I think we're missing something. Uh,
0: Marcus Williams signed for a bunch of money in Baltimore. They also grabbed yeah. um, what the, Zadarius Smith money. today. I They're going to be back in action really in the AFC North next year. I think that's going to be got, they got
1: to be the running favorites to start the year, right? The Ravens.
0: I mean, it's crazy here that the Bengals coming off a Super Bowl, but <laughs> oh, the I th- Bengals, I, th- I think yeah. you might be right still to some degree. I mean, the Bengals were know. able to shore up their offensive line, so I think they will still definitely be the the betting favorites and probably just the favorites in the eye of the public for a little while longer, but Man, maybe it's just because the Ravens have hurt me so many times, but I am afraid of them.
1: Yeah, dude, they are going to be freaking nasty. Oh, yes. Yeah, so right now, the Ravens, are, the Ravens and the Bengals are dead even. Wow, division. okay. And the Browns are plus 330. So the Ravens and the Bengals are plus 175. The Browns are plus 330. The Steelers are plus 650.
0: Better than the Steelers. There we go. Love it.
1: Yes. Yeah, getting Zayarius Smith. I'm, I I want a Marcus Williams Lions pretty bad, so good for them. Nice. And
0: then uh, one other thing here that was pretty funny. This actually has happened twice, but the the more high profile deal was Randy Gregory originally announcing that he was going to re sign with Dallas, and then doing the old bait and switch and <laughs> signing with Denver.
1: That was hilarious. And then the Broncos Twitter account like, tweeting at the Cowboys' tweeting account, Twitter account. Did you guys see that?
0: No, I didn't see that.
1: So the, the Cowboys, after that, they tweeted out Randy Gregory's deal. It said, like, welcome back to Dallas. <laughs> and then the Broncos like, responded to him with, like, a surprise, surprise meme. <laughs> it was awesome. That's great. I loved it. Yeah.
0: So that the snip snap meme a couple times in response to that as well, and then uh, I think JD JD McKissick did the exact same thing where he was going to sign with Buffalo, yeah. and then he went back to Washington. So people uh, taking some extra time to make decisions there, and I, I, that kind of shows how you know it's that legal tampering period that opens up on Monday where it's like all oh, these signings are a done deal. It's not necessarily until Wednesday until you can actually sign that contract. It's not common, but. We just saw it happen twice there.
2: All right, Finn, you want me to be happy and talk about baseball? Yes, please. Just, just please. Talk
0: about please be happy. I'm, I need okay, positive. Um,
2: baseball's back. Um, yes. They finally ended the lockout and led uh, to the most busy free agent week of all time. Uh, free agency, trades, everything, this, that. Season starts in less than a month now, April 7th. Can't wait. Very excited. I've already bought 20 Mets tickets. Um, Scherzer and DeGrom pitching side by side. I'm crazy excited. The team looks really good. We're only getting better. Acquired Chris Bassett from the A's. Speaking of the A's, since we're doing the – I feel like I'm doing a Chris Berman recap here because we had a lot to cover. Uh, speaking of the A's, they traded everyone. They traded Matt Olson. They traded Matt Chapman. They traded Bassett. They let Sterling Marke go. They let Kane High go. Who do they have? Nobody. Who else sold? The Reds. The Reds have zero players left on their roster. They're giving away people. They traded Amir Garrett today for Mike Minor and Cash. They traded my favorite player, Kenny, my least favorite player, Jesse Winkler, for absolutely nothing too. The Yankees don't no longer have the money. The Mets have the money. They're trying to sign everybody. Um Josh Donaldson is now a Yankee. However, he hates Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole and Josh Donaldson both look terrible without facial hair and they hate each other. What a match made in heaven there. Um Moving on across the league, we will head to the Colorado Rockies, who signed Chris Bryant today. Really don't know why. They're sort of in a rebuilding mode. Don't know why you re-sign Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant wants to hit 60 homers, win 60 games. Fine by me. Keep him out of the NL East. But who cannot stay out of the NL East? Kyle Schwarber. He just likes killing the Mets and hitting in small ballparks. Uh, Zach Granke is back with the Royals. Nice little feel-good story there. Shohei Otani said he feels stronger than last year. Uh, Brandon Crawford still has good flow. And it's twenty one days until opening day. Can you tell I'm excited?
0: That was excellent. Can absolutely tell you're excited. And uh, even with all of what Sean just rattled through right there, there's still a few dominoes left to fall. I think Freddie Freeman's probably the and Correa are the biggest two left there. But yeah,
2: so I skipped. I skipped Freddie Freeman. Um, I also I also realized. Uh, Rodone went to the Giants. Clayton Kershaw is back. Anthony Rizzo is back. Uh, I, miss some, I miss some Reds. The Reds are just like the Reds before Sell the team. The Reds are like the Jaguars. Um, Sonny Gray is now a twin. Uh, Eugenio Suarez also is on the move. Also somewhere. I forgot where. But anyway. Um, where on earth is I going with this fan? Uh, oh, Freddie Freeman. That has to be the most messed up way like a team has ever let a player that like took them i don't know from not relevance because they were okay back then but he won a world series with them he was there for 15 years like through his minor league career and you don't even try to re-sign him you just trade for a younger version of him and then it's, and then just throw up salt on the wound you sign him to an extension Ooh, tough look for freddie
0: yeah, Matt Olson is a good get for Atlanta, but definitely uh and it's not like Freddie Fred Freeman's still only thirty-two. It's not like he's completely on his way out there.
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean Matt Olson is twenty-seven. I guess that's a little better, but tough to be like, oh, we're not gonna re sign one of the best players in our franchise who's won a worst World Series. We're going to trade for a better, younger version of him and then give him more money than Freddie's going to get. Alex Anthopoulos is no heart.
0: No heart. All right. Any any, any Tigers news, Colin? How are they doing?
1: (laughs) I don't think. Let me check. I honestly
3: haven't. Followed baseball in the last couple weeks. I don't. I haven't seen anything that has like <laughs> crossed the threshold into my field of vision. Uh, apparently, they are still in the mix for Zach Greinke. He's he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah, he's in the back yes. in the Royals. Gosh. Gotcha.
2: Uh, well, That's we signed, my Quick recap.
3: He signed Bias a while ago.
2: But that was oh great. yeah, I forgot about that. I forgot about that. Yeah.
3: You're right. Yes, they did that. That was good. That was good. When you, our shortstop was our biggest need, like, for
2: sure, for sure. Oh. Um, one, more, one more piece of news. Dom Smith homered twice in a simulated game off of Max Scherzer today. Should I be happy for Fat Dom or mad at Mad Max?
0: Happy for Dom. He's come so far from sleep apnea.
2: Yes. Well, we,
0: signed, we signed Baez –
3: Eduardo Rodriguez, Tucker Barnhart, and this guy named Andrew Chaffin. Or
0: Chaffin, do you guys know this guy? He's a reliever, right?
2: Andrew Chaffin, left-handed reliever. Yes.
0: Good. I've heard of him, so that's either really good or really bad.
2: He's pretty good. Yes. Okay. Okay. Good.
0: Well, yeah, and I liked Tucker Barnhart too when I
3: looked it up him up. So I think we're like doing good. I don't. I, don't, I didn't expect to get biased. So. Yeah. We actually we we actually could be good if our if our young pitching gets better. If, my, if some of our guy if Akil Badu keeps playing, oh yeah, you know.
2: Uh, one thing that also caught me as surprise on the Mets front, um, I almost forgot we had Robinson Cano. Uh,
0: yeah. Wait, what?
2: <laughs> I forgot too. <laughs> Robinson Cano is our third string second baseman, awesome. making twenty million dollars.
0: That's awesome. Wow.
2: Mind-boggling. Robbie Cano. Don't you know, Finn? Don't you know, man. What I do know is that Scherzer and Agrab are going to 1-2 in the MVP and Cy Young Award. Uh, The boys are going to win the World Series, and everything's going to be happy because that's how things work. Um, No dysfunctional teams allowed here, Finn, right?
0: Here we are, middle of March, 2022. I think the Cleveland Browns live by a mantra. It's always dangerous when you live by a mantra, you know, because it's so, so few words to apply your entire way of being to. Sometimes it's open to interpretation, and you can just, you know, kind of dive in and out here. But here is the mantra I believe that the Cleveland Browns live by, and I found this from a TikTok sound. It is a man, loudly yelling, I don't want peace, I want problems, always. This is what the Cleveland Browns have lived by since re-entering the NFL in 1999. They went through how many quarterbacks to eventually land on, now I know his middle name, Baker Reagan Mayfield, in 2018. And looked great. Great rookie year. Year two, a little bad. Maybe that was Freddie Kitchens' fault. Maybe there are some other things going on there. Year three, everything opens up. They go to the playoffs. Baker's the franchise guy. But they don't re-sign him quite yet. 2021 happens. We know how that ended up. Baker gets hurt. I think there was more questionable things going on with his play there than him being hurt. But going into this offseason, he had the fifth-year option ready to go. I was open to the idea of getting a new quarterback, but I was totally fine if they were going to roll for ba- with Baker for one more year. And I thought that was going to be the case. That was every indication from the front office. But then some stuff started happening this week, which I'll get into in a second. And Baker Mayfield posts this message on Twitter, which I won't read the whole thing to you, but basically saying that Thank you, Cleveland fans. Thank you to the city, embracing me through my ups and downs. I don't know what happens next. He's breaking his silence. Cleveland will always be a part of our story. Sincerely, Baker Reagan Mayfield. He hasn't been traded yet. He's still on the roster, which makes me think this is his way of saying, hey, Browns front office, fuck you for talking to Deshaun Watson. I want out. I can't really blame him. It's pretty tough when you have a front office flying to a city to meet with a man under criminal investigation for some awful stuff and they don't tell him about it. Yeah, so I definitely uh, – sorry, there's like weird tapping noises going on next in the apartment next to me. I get distracted for a second. Uh, <laughs> anyway, Baker's on his way out. I don't know if he's a part of the trade deal for Deshaun Watson. I don't know if they trade for Deshaun Watson. Here's all I'll say about that right now. I do not want Deshaun Watson. I'll be very disappointed if they trade for Deshaun Watson. I want no part of that. I know there's the whole thing of, oh, somebody's got to do it. I, I don't want Deshaun Watson. End of story. Baker's going to play for another team. And then who are they going to be left with? Jimmy Garoppolo? Marcus Mariota? The Derek Carr thing was always a pipe dream. We're hitting the reset button on quarterback again after we thought we found the guy that ended that ridiculous list of names in the back of that jersey in that clothing store in Cleveland. They're starting over again, They're, at least from the quarterback standpoint. They cut Jarvis, which I, I, I understand all of these cuts, but it just shows how much of a remake of the offense we have here. They cut Jarvis. They cut Austin Hooper. They cut J.C. Um, It's going to be really weird. Don't know who's playing quarterback. Don't know a lot of things about this team, but they don't want peace. We want problems always. And then one thing I, I did get a a sad laugh out of this one. I saw Duke Johnson post on Twitter a like cartoon picture of a train on fire. And I'm like, that's a that's a little weird. Like Duke, I, th- I think he's still in the NFL. I don't know if he's on a team yet, but he'll probably get signed somewhere. Like, why why are you taking shots at somebody? And then I was reminded that when Duke Johnson requested a trade, when Baker was a rookie, Baker said, you're either on this train or you're not. And that was his fun way of uh, getting back at Baker there. So everybody's having fun in Cleveland town. (sighs) I'm exhausted. Yeah, it's pretty tough. It, at this point I, I just want like I just want the Deshaun Watson thing to be over with so I can stop dreading it. Like the possibility of it. Like either it's gonna happen or it's not. I just I just wanna know and go forward and so we can either look at it either way and say, Okay, we're gonna go forward and try and find Jimmy G or something else. Um apparently the deal with that too is that every team had to have a standing trade offer approved by the Texans in order to meet with him, so they already have the trade package approved for him it's just whether or not he wants to show up there um yeah i i don't i don't enjoy wild. the fact that he gets to pick and choose where he goes right now i don't like that
1: is it, well, it it's kind of funny that like the
3: browns like Pissed off Baker. Like, you see the two opposing ways. Like, Matt Ryan still seems like he's not anti Falcons because they, like, kept him in the loop when they were doing this. But the Browns just, like, chose the opposite way of doing it.
0: It's been it's been a little bit weird to see a lot of people go after Baker and call him kind of, like, dramatic for this. It, it, it is weird when you're under contract to post something like that, too. But people comparing him to, like, Jimmy G said nothing. Matt Ryan said nothing. It's like this is a very different situation. Very <laughs> What's different going situation. on here? Like, so. and those and those teams like probably told their like Jimmy G's known the Ryans been on the wall for him, yeah.
3: for a year and a half now. And they told him they're going to draft Trey Lance. Matt Ryan, they've kept him in the loop the whole time. And the writings, he's been he's old af. Like it's it's a completely different situation. But it's kind of crazy that like I've seen more Baker support in the last
0: like day than I've seen in the last like year. Yeah, it's, it's funny. You're, no, you're right. Loves Baker. <laughs> I've seen so much Baker yeah, love and so much Baker hate when the reality of it is he's just in the middle of all of it. He yeah. is a solid, pretty average NFL quarterback. And that's
2: it. He, he is the Reagan between Baker and Mayfield.
1: <laughs> yeah, I did not know his middle name. That was, was. So funny.
0: Why did he decide? it? was so weird. Why did he sign it with his middle name? But yeah, it's. It's just such a bummer because, you know, i I'm always loved the guy, brought them back to the playoffs, brought them back to relevancy, despite what you think of him now. And, uh, yeah, it's just starting over again. is it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow after so
1: long. Yeah, it's definitely not ideal.
0: Very quickly, though, they, they did make some other moves here. Uh, the, I'll just touch on the main one here because the other ones are pretty minor. They did trade for Amari Cooper. That was pretty cool. They got him for a fifth round pick. Um, not expecting him to be this, you know, dominant number one receiver or anything like that. But if you are going to get a guy like that for a fifth round pick and only pay him like two million dollars more than Christian Kirk, hell yeah, let's do it. That's all I got.
2: <clears throat> you know, Finn, that was uh, more positive than we would have thought. Where would you go?
0: <laughs> said one positive thing at the end of like five minutes of ranting, but but thank you.
2: All right. Um, we are on the Bolton Moore material. Um, I think I have a couple to start us off. Uh, my first one is from Pete Alonso, who today came out and said, Hitting homers is fun. Uh, just nice, clean Bolts and more material. Yeah. Nothing bad. But my top bullets and more material from the week is Max Homa. Uh, Max Homa made $327,222.22 to the Players' Championship. He flew home commercial from the players, from TPC Sawgrass. And a random guy tweeted out, Max Homa just made $327,000 to the players. I'm currently chatting with him at the Jacksonville Airport Chili's. His wife booked him a, ho- a flight home today while he was on the course. He ordered chicken tendies, and the waitress came back and said they rained out. His day is ruined. And he tweets back, this was devastating. That's awesome. Just The man just made more than a quarter million dollars and just upset he didn't get his chicken tenders.
1: Unreal. I love it.
2: What a guy. All right, that's my primary Baltimore material. I'll leave some on the board for the boys.
0: Nice, nice, nice. I I have uh, one from this week. It's a recurring guest here on Baltimore material. It's Kevin Durant. We've seen a variety of the, uh, you know, too small taunts, you know, putting your hand towards the ground, you know, basically calling your opponent too small. Can't hang with you. But I think the best one of these I've ever seen came from Kevin Durant this past week. He did it to Evan Fournier, and he didn't say too small. He said, très petite. He said it in French to Evan Fournier. That's another level, That's another level of just absolutely owning somebody on the court. Uh, and some bulletin board material for Mr. Fournier and the Knicks there, if they can, uh, I don't know, beat the Nets. I don't know if they play each other again this season.
2: I'm ready for the loss at this point. We are so bad.
0: <laughs> oh, no.
1: Valentine. I know. I'm trying to. I'm trying to get my. I didn't do. I didn't do proper. Proper because the way my my process works, I screenshot stuff. But today, I didn't screenshot enough stuff. Oh no. Oh, so I because it, it's still on my Twitter likes, so then I have to dive into my Twitter Twitter. Actually. Ah. All right. So <laughs> Trent Trent Balky was talking about about uh. <laughs> Darius Williams this week, and they asked him about him, and he said, well, just watch him cover Christian Kirk. <laughs> which didn't
3: <laughs> mean, he probably didn't mean it to come out like a shot at Christian Kirk, but it absolutely did. And then it's funny, you actually go back to the game film, and he actually blanketed Christian Kirk like, wildly. Just completely eliminated him from the game. That's very funny. awesome. Very yeah. funny. Oh my God. Uh, Tracy Walker, his agent called him and woke him up to talk about his team options, and their options there uh, were other offers for other teams, but he told his agent, "Yeah, we're going back to Detroit. Fuck it." That's great. <laughs> yeah, which is awesome. It's good because you know what? Older, 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 you know. Um. Oh wait, did I miss Lions' dysfunctional team commentary? Oh shit! Yeah. Oh no, my bad. I was like, no, I thought.
2: I thought I only fan of dysfunctional team commentary because he had a lot of dysfunction and it was relatively quiet.
3: Yeah, I have functional team commentary, bro. We brought back, like, every there we go. player on our team because they all actually enjoy our coaching staff, um, which is a good, like, difference from when we pushed out Quandre Diggs and Darius Slay for no reason. Um, but, yeah, you know, we brought back Tracy Walker, huge, signed DJ Shark, huge i love dj shark he's one of my favorites he's exactly what we need as a receiver right now um big fast red zone threat deep threat and he's only on a one-year deal so we can still draft like we can still draft drake london or christian watson or whatever Garrett wilson too, like someone like someone who can who can stretch the field be a true like x guy so shout to the lions and it's by all appearances people there's nobody has anything but praise for for dan campbell and the boys. Everyone loves it. They're loving the loving the culture. Which is just just good to hear, man. I'm I'm, I'm happy I'm happy that the lines seem to have some sort of functional stuff going on. And then so this apparently my, my buddy sent this in our group chat today. Have you guys seen the lines for the favorites at number two overall? No. Guess who the two favorites are
0: tied in the odds? Aiden Hutchinson.
2: hmm
3: Kyle Hamilton? The two favorites are Kyle Hamilton and Malik Willis. Whoa! Wow. two favorites are Kyle Hamilton and Malik Willis at plus 340. Hutchinson at plus 430. Kayvon Thibodeau at plus 650. Malik Willis? Willis. Yeah. How do you feel about that? (sighs) Look like there's the, like the thing is like I don't like Malik Willis as much as a prospect as I like Justin Fields or as I like Lamar Jackson right like he's just mm-hmm. not that he's not nearly he didn't play for a program like Louisville or Ohio State he didn't run that kind of offense he hasn't been nearly as good of a passer as those two guys he might have the most I mean Lamar Jackson's rushing talent is is like. Top, like, there's never been a guy who runs like him, in my, in my opinion, at quarterback. But Michael Vick's the only other guy you can maybe say, and he was a different type of runner than Lamar. But, like, like Justin, he might, Malik Willis might have more talent as a thrower than either of those two guys. he might His arm might legitimately be better. And I do, I'm encouraged, because usually I'm pretty anti poor accuracy guys, because I think it's hard to improve upon. But for Malik, I think a lot of it is that he it's a lot of it's a lot of footwork stuff necessarily which is still hard to fix but it's better than just like not being an accurate thrower of a football like in general it seems like he really just like hasn't his he's not his like the way he goes through progressions with his feet is not good and when they are at the senior bowl I'm like fixing it he was one of the most accurate guys there so it's it seems like he's very coachable and he learns very quickly and he has a lot of talent but so if they like him i say go get him man obviously i got i trust this coaching staff and I do like watching Malik Willis play football. And it seems like he's a great person. And I, I do like him as a, like a, as a general, like a person I want to be a fan of. I like him. So I guess if you're going to go for upside, go for upside, man. Um, and I love the read option. So I would <coughs> to run that, but
1: that's that. So, you know, that's where I'm at with the Lions. I, I would be pretty happy if we took Malik. If we don't, I just want, someone else good. I'm going to say, I'd be thrilled with either of those top three guys, Hutchinson, Hamilton, Norwell. So do what you're going to do, Lions. I trust, I trust, trust the board right now.
0: I I like the amount of trust. That's good to hear.
1: Yes. I just like, you know, like they've, they've shown me that like, they understand how to make NFL players like respect them, which is like different than most of coaches that I've had in the past. So wow. It's really like my, yeah, it's pretty pretty tough. Oh, they're one of the quotes that I was reading about guys who like left the Lions. One of them referred to Matt Patricia as,
3: or this is an agent of a player who, um, like in that poll of agents that dropped like in 2019 of like the best destinations for players, Troy was voted as the fourth worst And they said Detroit has the added knock of a locker room that appears dysfunctional to players looking in from the outside, especially with Matt. I think I'm Belichick, but I haven't done shit, Patricia, (laughs) running the show. Oh, my God. Which is exactly what he was. Wow. um, Literally, like, chased our
1: most talented players out of the city, and now we're bringing them back and bringing more good players in. So, the boys deserve some confidence. He's looking up. Yep.
0: Sean, anything happen besides Tyrod Taylor or Tyrod? <clears throat>
2: Um, It was pretty quiet. We were rumored to get Mitchell Trubisky there for a minute, which I'm happy we didn't. Um, <clears throat> yeah, pretty pretty quiet, which isn't good when you're a bad team. So uh, we'll be all right.
0: Nice. Is there any more bulletin board? Are we moving to the top fives? We're moving to the top fives. All right. So I was luckily, I knew I had thought of a top five at some point this week. Couldn't remember what it was, but our, our conversation before the show sparked my memory here. It's NCAA tournament time.
2: Oh, yeah, Finn. Do we have the same top five?
0: I'd be pretty surprised if we have the same top five. <laughs>
2: <laughs> is, it, is it the favorite five teams of the town? You have San Diego in it?
0: No, no, no. It is not that. It is not that. Not again.
2: Okay. I'll tell you, On the count of three, Finn. Ready? One, two, three.
0: Villanova mascots. player and uh, NIL deals.
2: Oh, I was going to go with top five mascots. So NIL deals. Justin wawa has to be on there.
0: We'll see. We will see. Yep, a lot of uh, new wrinkle here to March Madness is that the players are able to make money off of their name, image, and likeness now. So we're seeing some NIL deals pop up on the Villanova players, Instagrams here. So number five here, I'm going to cheat a little bit. There were a couple from some guys like Gillespie and Jermaine that were, you know, they're NIL deals, but they weren't really that interesting to me. It was like a meal prep one for Jermaine. And there was like, there was like an NFT for Colin Gillespie. I didn't even see what it was, but uh number five, we're going to shout out uh Damir Cosby Roundtree for uncle Daw's kitchen. Are you guys aware of this?
2: It's not just him cooking in his apartment.
0: Essentially, yes, but uh, this is the reboot, apparently. This account has 173 followers on Instagram. I am one of them. And he <laughs> is uh, hes cooking up some food here. Uh, you can see at one point he had uh, platters, and one of the options is Da's Special Pancakes. I believe he also had uh, Lemon Dropas at one point, is Lemon Pancakes, and the plain ones are called Plain Janes. And he's out here having a great time. I think this is before he was, like, back on the basketball team and not just kind of like that coach role that he was in before. But, uh, yeah, not exactly an NIL deal, but we have to shout out uh, Uncle Daw's Kitchen at number five here. Coming in at number four, this is probably the most high-profile one, and, like, it shocked all of us. I I did a double take when I first saw it, because I'm like, there's no way that's really him, right? This is Jermaine Samuel's deal with Tom Brady's Brady brand clothing line. I, I don't know how that happened, but I'm really happy for him. That's pretty awesome, and uh, I'm sure he gets some good clothes out of it. That stuff's very expensive, so hopefully he's able to get a bunch of it there. Now number three here, I probably should have done some more research into this one, but I'm just choosing not to look at it and just take it for what it is. Uh, Colin Gillespie has an NIL deal with like the uh, I think it's Marushan the ramen company.
2: Ramen Madness, fan.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep, you know what I'm talking about. Ramen <laughs> Madness. I saw a uh, ramen bracket was posted on his Instagram. I did not read it. I have no idea what one or if it's even filled in all the way, and it's just people filling it in themselves. But, uh, yeah, Colin Gillespie, Ramen Madness here at number three. Number two, it's the aforementioned Justin Moore Wawa deal. It's only coming in at number two because I mentioned it last week, but it still has to be on here. There was an addition. The first time was Justin Moore walking into a Wawa, our beloved Wawa in uh, Bryn Mawr and going on the touchscreen, you know, ordering whatever he was going to order there. But this latest one was him getting Wawa catering for the guys. And they all seem to really, really enjoy it. And speaking of doing something for the guys.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Number one, Colin Gillespie Feeding the team at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like they had a fantastic time at Outback Steakhouse. Living it up before the NCAA tournament. Um, yeah, let me let me pull up this, this photo really quick to see who's really having the, the best time in the world here.
2: Like, no one's smiling. It's just like a weird, awkward, like I'm eating picture.
0: Yeah, Gillespie and uh, Kevin Voigt are absolutely thrilled to be there. Brandon Slater looks suspicious of the camera. Maybe he's suspicious of the Outback Steakhouse. Da looks like he's on national signing day right here. I didn't even notice Eric Dixon's wearing this backwards hat. That's a sick look. And then coming into the other side here, Longino I think is (laughs) giving Slater side-eye for Slater, giving side-eye to the camera. Um Trey Patterson, just a solid, stoic face. Caleb is getting blocked behind Trey Patterson. You can barely see his goatee peeking out. And uh, Najoku is up front there, you know, just hanging out with the guys. So that was uh, probably difficult for people listening to understand what's going on here. But, uh, yeah, Colin Gillespie just treating the guys to an Outback Steakhouse dinner. You know,
2: Finn, bone's the pick. Mm. Uh, Colin Gillespie's underwear deal did not make it.
0: I didn't know about that.
2: Uh, yes. Colin, was an underwear deal. He also has like a suits deal. A little more oh, cool. than I
0: did know. the Sean John one, or is that a different thing?
2: I don't know what it's called. I know. Okay. I just saw a picture of him in a suit. All right. Well, well done. That was a good top five. Thank you. All right. Since I mentioned it, and I need to give Colin more time to think, I'll go next. Um, top five. March Madness. Mascots. Um, honorable mention, because it's not a mascot, it's the school's name, Colgate. If your school is named after the brand of toothpaste, that's just funny. Um, I was asked today by a managing director on another team who knew I liked basketball, and he's a Wisconsin guy, but he's zero clue about basketball. He's was like, oh, who's Wisconsin playing? I said the Toothpaste Boys, and he did not know what I meant. Toothpaste Boys. <laughs> so coming at number five, the UAB Blazers. Now, Blazers, not really like a trailblazing name, but I like it because it is the Blazers, not after like a trailblazer, but after dragons, like blazing fire. Now that is getting creative in a name in a tournament where there are probably thirty-two Wildcats and a thirty Bulldogs. Uh, so the Blazers come in at number five. Coming in at number four. Another way of just getting creative with a pretty normal mascot, the Ramblers. Everyone loves a good Rambler. What is a Rambler, you may ask? It is some sort of dog. Um, I don't know. I Googled it, and it came with a Russian website, so I thought that was sort of um, interesting. But uh, but yeah, the Loyola Chicago Ramblers. A Rambler is also a person who walks for pleasure, especially in the countryside, just in case you needed to know. Um, coming in at number three. The South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Uh, Nothing more intimidating than Jackrabbit. I've never seen a Jackrabbit. However, I just always laugh when I think of like, I don't know, a fierce bunny being your mascot. Number two. uh, This really shouldn't be number two. I just really like number one. This is a little bit of a deep dive. So the San Francisco Dons. Do either of you know what a Don is?
0: Like a religious person.
2: No, that was sort of going into my guess. Until November 1931, the San Francisco athletes referred to as the Gray Fog, a tribute to the warm gray blanket that saddled the Golden Gate Bridge. However, the beloved student newspaper, the San Francisco Foghorn, held a contest challenging students and alumni to propose a new name. This was in 1932. Um... Their votes were tallied, and someone suggested they name it after the former mayor of San Francisco, the first mayor of San Francisco, Don Francisco de Haro. What? Who represents a highly stylized version of the school's Spanish look? Um. The Don wears a signature mash and a cape. Uh, yeah. Um. Stunning, really. I
0: had no idea. This is like your your Charlotte Hornets thing from a few weeks ago. I had no idea.
2: Yeah, um, just truly, truly shocking name uh, out of the Dons there. The beloved newspaper, the San Francisco Foghorn, really went off there back in 1932. Um, but Finn, you're right. Uh, I think it is a Catholic school or some sort of religious affiliation. The president is a priest. Um, And coming at number one, it just had to be. uh, The Vermont Catamounts. uh, What is a Catamount is like the best version of a bobcat you could ever imagine. Um, They're just, it's a cool way to say, like, I don't know, cat. It's a ferocious feline, a mix between a mountain lion and a bobcat. It's predominant in Western North Carolina and New Hampshire. So I guess that's where the Vermont catamounts come from it's the choice of prey of a mountaineer however so thank god they're not playing West Virginia
0: oh ah, there you go know <laughs> way that's, that took me a second there to get that one that's that's a great top five right there good stuff always throwing in the, uh, the unexpected fact about the dons and then the catamounts just that's as objectively a great name
2: oh yes all
3: right um I guess I'm going to sort of run through, you know, we've got the apartment set up, trying to, trying to get the bar, the home bar set up, so I'm going to run through my, uh, my top five bottles we got so far. <laughs> top five bottles, uh, so, you know, we're going to have to, I have to s- start off with a little, we're going to start off with a little Frangelico, a little hazelnut liqueur, it's, uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had Frangelico, but it's, it's very interesting. It's good. The reason I use it is because it makes a delicious espresso martini. You know, throw a little bit in there. Oh. It's almost like hazelnut creamer in like your coffee. It's very good. Number four, we're going to have to go with shout out Alec's dad for my gift for helping Alec move in, which was a bottle of Jameson Black Barrel. So thank you, Miss Jania. Sorry that I made you a shitty drink. That was actually a shot and had coffee grounds in it. Honestly. <laughs> um, <laughs>
2: uh. Now, Colin, what I need to know is, since I was there last week, did you relocate your your bedroom TV stand to living room permanently, or it made its way back?
3: No, I think we're still gonna mount, and then we're gonna have a <clears throat> dual TV. Like, we're, I'm gonna move it out for NFL weekends or Ooh. big game or, or like March Madness, and we're gonna have double TV. I like but I still don't know if if it's gonna be like the mount is gonna have to really like come down because like it's gonna be pretty high, I think. We'll see, um, but yeah, right now the the stand is out there until the TV gets mounted, which should be in the next week or so. Um, number three, I'm gonna have to go with a little little Italian aperitif. I'm gonna go with some MRL Montenegro. It's good, you know. It's a uh, I, w- I wish I could I could mix it with more stuff, but I guess you can do some cool stuff with it, but. You know, as for expanding, you can you can drink it with bourbon. You can drink it. That's how I tend to drink it. But you can drink it in a bunch of different ways. Um, but you know, it's just fancy. You can tell someone we're gonna have some Amaro Montenegro. they like, wow, this guy's pretty cool. Um, number two, shout out the girls for this one. They gave it this to me for my birthday. It's called Drum Shanbo Gunpowder Tea Infused <clears throat> Irish Gin. So. I've not actually drank it yet. I've smelled it. It's very smells delicious. I have to figure out how uh, what what the best way to way to drink it is. But it's got a cool, nice blue bottle. It's got a rabbit on it, kind of running around. It's pretty sweet. And I like Jack the Abbott? name Shanbo. It's pretty neat. Yeah, it is a jackrabbit. You could probably did come from South Dakota State. And then number one, we got to go with the. Uh... So apparently, Alex' dad doesn't like Scotch, but he gets Scotch as like a gift pretty frequently. So he just like gave us like a i was like, yeah, I can just like bring some scotch sometimes. So we have a bottle of Glenfitch twelve, Ooh. which is like awesome scotch. Yeah. So uh we got some scotch in the apartment now boys.
0: That that is some high class stuff right there. You can hear the uh Dude. the bottles clinking and clanking in the background there. You think you tell it's an official yes. bar cart
3: That's why that's why we only have martini glasses and coffee cups in this apartment because it's a class thing. It's not a, Wait. it's not a, we don't, Wait. it's not a we don't have cups.
1: <laughs>
0: um, so just a hypothetical here, say you are to want some water. Do you have like, you know, maybe you have like a water body you bring back and forth to work. Or are you just deciding, okay, martini glass or mug for when you get your water? So I do have a water bottle.
3: Um, Jackie doesn't usually bring one, so she drinks out of a coffee cup. Okay. I also drink out of a coffee cup pretty frequently. Yes. I just drink, but yeah, I mean, like I do have it, but that is not, I would say I'm using it like 40 to 60% of the time. Nice.
0: Where, where does Alex? find yeah. I mean alec got that big water bottle, the massive does, thing. He big... Is he still using the massive yeah. thing or? I think so. Okay. I believe so.
3: I was gonna say something else going to say. Oh, remember.
0: all right that's that is great stuff there all around, all around. we're gonna end the show here with <laughs> little weetles here I only have one that actually just happened right before the show so lucked out here Steve Smith no, I, I don't know what this is. I'm double excited to hear about whatever Steve Smith did. But uh, it's Colin Coward. And it's not, you know, he's, mm. he's a massive, you know, baker hater. At this point, I'm not going to, you can take your victory lap or whatever, Colin. I don't, I don't really care. But apparently, to celebrate, he decided to, you know, pour himself a cold one. He's got a, you know, frozen mug, it looks like, pouring a beer in there. Mind I ask you... This is apparently his beer. It's made by Buzzrock Brewing Company, and it's called Colin Cowherd's The Herd Draft Picks Hazy IPA. And then I'm having a little bit of time. But it says something craft for the craft. I don't know. It's a football-themed IPA. The problem with Colin and why he's a little wheedle here is he did such a god-awful job at pouring this thing. And if you're going to come on here and talk about it like, oh, I don't usually like to dunk on people. I don't usually like to take a victory lap and pour yourself a victory beer. At least have the foam not take up 75% of your mug. That's all I'm asking. Oof. It's a rough Yikes. pour. It was a rough pour.
2: Yeah, it's pretty tough. <laughs> um, not really a little weedle, just like 20 Jermaine Samuels was the Kelly's taproom inaugural player of the year. What?
0: What does that mean?
2: I, I just sent the post. It is official. I And, uh, yeah, It's just, it is, what it is. Um, you can have an NIL. One
3: needs to, to hit to be a Kelly's taproom inaugural player of the year. I,
2: I honestly couldn't tell you. Um, and then, uh, not a little weedle. Well, it's kind of a little weedle. Um, So uh, with Rachel over the weekend, I went to this bar called Underdog. It was, like, dog-themed. Very, very good food. Some of the best wings I've ever had. Um, But behind her on the wall, it was, like, all, like, old ads, and they're, like, mostly dog-themed. So it it was a yingling ad with four dogs all drinking different drinks. And it was, like, right behind her head height. So I said she needed to take a picture with said dogs, but she had just, like, a plain water glass that wasn't fun enough but was eating, like, a French dip. So she took the, like, the au jus glass and, like, pretended it was a drink and was drinking with the puppy dogs. (laughs) And it is quite hysterical. That's awesome.
3: Love it. All right. Um, So, (laughs) like, I actually did laugh when I saw this, but, like, come on, Steve. Like, Steve Smith is just a hater, I think. Um... He's he's just a, a ridiculous person, but um, <laughs> I might I might have to just I might have to just play this for you guys. I wonder if I have if I figured out the right the right. So the the day. All right, can you guys hear this? Let me just, let me know if you can
0: hear this. So at the end of the day, um, yes, I find it interesting okay. that Baker
1: now um, is emotional. He wears his. His emotions on the sleeve. I do too. I was I was an emotional player, but the difference between Baker and I is one. I won a uh, triple crown. I led the league in something besides crying, and then also too at the end of the day, um, OBJ left.
3: That was the important part. <laughs> uh, like he oh, did just. I think mean, Baker did just play through like a pretty nasty shoulder injury. Like he didn't really do that much crying necessarily, but. He did Yeah, but uh he didn't. So tough look for Steve, but also pretty funny. I did like it's kind of a good burn. Like I didn't expect him to go that way when we started talking. But just like not the right. Like you should gotta go after like Russell Westbrook with that. That would be perfect for Russell Westbrook. Um But yeah, that's besides like most of my other ones have been already like the Browns, the Jaguars have already been been talked about. So I don't think we need to re go through that at eleven twenty.
0: Yep, and then uh that just reminded me hearing that. Oh I, wait. We'll go, go, go. The, old, the ugly duckling. Oh, oh huge,
3: little huge little weedle. Huge little weedle, dude. Huge. We tried to get a I booked a table for a watch party for the first game of the tournament for Illinois, a biggie's tournament. And we show up, and they're like, Oh, we're fully booked. Like we can't see you. I'm like, Oh, I have a reservation like what's your name? I'm like Colin. Like this column? And they show me a column. I'm like, no. And they're like, oh, what? like what's the last name? I'm like, Finn. Like, oh, like we don't have to be sorry. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean? Like you must have booked on the wrong day. So I looked and I was like, Oh shit, like I think I booked on the wrong day. Like I just briefly looked the day or whatever, like didn't really look that closely. And then we go to a different bar and then like nine forty five I get a text, like your reservation is ready. Like, what the fuck do you mean Our reservation's ready? And then I did have a reservation at the right time, but somehow it wasn't on their screen, even though I showed up literally to the minute at the exact time my reservation was. And they text me an hour and 45 minutes later, yeah, your reservation's ready. So I called, I was very upset. <laughs> Fuck the ugly duckling. It, that duckling truly is fucking ugly as shit. I hate it. I'm so glad I didn't end up buying merch from that fucking shitty establishment. Oh, that's right, yeah, you almost did that. Yeah, pieces of garbage. Mm-hmm. What a poorly... I could run that bar so much better, dude. Like, Finn, Finn if you were going to host a Villanova watch party for an NCAA tournament game, um, and your reservations were fully booked, like, you do not have an empty seat in the restaurant, mm-hmm.
0: would you or would you not have your upstairs bar also open? Well, Colin, it... It's all about appearances. So you just you know want to pack in the lower level as much as humanly possible. So people just walking by in the street, like, oh my god, I got to be in that. You don't really have to focus on the entire other floor that you're paying money to rent out. That's uh, teach you that one in a, in a restaurant biz 101.
1: Yeah, generally selling alcohol is a bad thing. You actually want to sell yeah. limited alcohol, and you don't want to have a lot of people in your restaurant. You know, especially if you're a bar. That is, so, that's yeah, ridiculous.
2: Sorry, right. I still have confidence sick. in the duck. The first game I went to there against Baylor was sick. Ever since, slow decline. Yeah,
1: yeah, dude. Sean, did they have the beer special going on when you were there?
2: Um, I don't know. They charged me like eight dollars for three conas, so that was good. Oh,
1: that was pretty
2: good. Oh, huge little wheedle, Finn. Mm. Uh, the the red lion i bought oh i bought rachel's friend mary a drink i was trying to be nice it was 26 dollars what was it it was a double vodka soda no way i was like okay you want double it's a little aggressive a little mean taking advantage of me <laughs> but i was like fine whatever had a rough night sure i'll buy it um i almost like Threw the check back. I was like, I'm like, w- what did I just get? It looked like a couple of ice. I was like, what did I just buy? Jesus Christ.
0: That's tough.
2: Good ambience, though. Yeah, Okay.
0: Yeah. there you go. Um, did it have decor? It did. Good,
2: okay. I'm so oh.
0: glad that it's becoming a thing.
2: It, I, I baptized another three people this weekend. Yes.
0: Yes, Sean. Yes. Love it. It was
2: mandatory to enter the apartment on Saturday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fantastic.
2: All right, on that note, need to wrap it up. Colin's got to go to the simulator in like seven hours. Never stops. Mm -hmm. All right,
0: exciting weekend of basketball ahead of us.
2: Can't wait. Oh, yes, we'll keep you updated, and we'll be back here to recap Big Cats wins and some more baseball chaos and maybe some function from our football teams. Yes,
1: sir.
2: Go
3: Cats.